Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Believe is brought to you by Cryptid Coffee Co. Use promo code BELIEVE on checkout for 10% off their angry Yowie coffee blend. Head over to cryptid.com.au to check them out. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO Podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. Tonight we have Ben joining us again to continue the story of the Ox Monster because where we left off last time was really only the start of the story and Ben has so much more to to this terrifying tale. So Ben, welcome back to the show, mate. Uh, It's such a pleasure to have you back on, mate, because the uh, the ox monster is what we call it. And uh, the the ox monster deserves two episodes for what it's really uh, contributed to your life. So last time you were on, we kind of ended the the show with uh, you almost essentially moving to two other parts of the country. And um, I guess that's probably where I'll leave it because this is where this story really starts to go to another level for you. So, Ben, if you don't mind continuing on from there, that would be great. Yeah, uh, sure, Kate. Um, yeah, so I suppose I, uh, I ended up in Pagapanyal uh, in Victoria um, and was doing a, uh, a training course. And uh, I was there for three three months or so, and I think you've actually had someone on before who's talked to you about uh, Pagapanyo and uh, ghosts in the, in the uh, barracks around there. Um, so I was, I was pretty busy, pretty hectic sort of thing. So, um, you know, was tired all the time and stuff like that from the training. And so I suppose didn't really notice uh, anything too, un- you know, Things sort of following me and just sort of put everything behind me and just thought, okay, that was a very strange experience in my life. I don't think I'll ever be able to 
work it out, but um, all right, let's move on. Um, then I end up in uh, Darwin, and I'm in Darwin and got my own uh, barracks room, so I've got my own bedroom. I share, uh, you know, there's, there's four other guys, got four bedrooms, two sort of one lounge room, kitchenette and bathroom sort of thing. But for all intensive purposes, my room is just, just me in there. And um, I started um, pretty early on, just started having lots of strange sort of things happening. So, um, yeah, at first you just think, oh, you know, it's just noise of other people living around here and stuff like that. And then I sort of noticed that, you know, it would be on nights where the guys would, you know, might be staying at their girlfriends or, you know, people have moved out or gone on deployment or whatever. You know, sometimes obviously I I knew I was the only person sort of in there. And then got to the stage where I could just feel this presence just coming um, and I could feel it, it was like I could feel it sort of coming down the sort of hallway towards our our area and then sort of could just feel this presence sort of at the door of my room and you just get this insane feeling of just dread and then basically I, I, I believe then I just started having these periods of sleep paralysis um, where, you know, I would just be in the middle of the night, I'd get this insane feeling of dread and then boom, I'd just be pinned to my bed. But my eyes would be wide open and I just had this horrible feeling of just fear and evil and darkness sort of around me and um, and that just kept going on. And I sort of started putting, I, I put two and two together pretty quickly that, hey, I reckon this is that thing. This is what sort of fired me. And... Um, yeah, I started, you know, what do I do? I'm just a young soldier and it's not really anything I can go talk to my mates about or, you know, there's no one I could sort of go see and go, hey, can you give me a bit of advice how I deal with this? Because, you know, people think you're crazy, it makes funny, sort of stuff like that. So this sort of, I suppose, the suffering in silence. Um, and that sort of led me to trying to find out what the hell's going on, you know, how do I protect myself from this? And uh, I ended up in a bookshop. Uh, I was really like getting you know, books about sort of psychic protection and stuff like that because, you know, I was at a stage where I was like, I have a dark entity attached to me. Um, what can I do to get rid of it? Um, and this um, sort of culminated one night where it's sort of like, just, I've had enough of this thing. I've got to stand up to it and I've got to fight back. And that night, I felt it come, I felt it outside my door, and then I felt it enter my room. Um, so for for a while, it just used to seem like it was at my door um, and wasn't actually in my room. And then it started getting to the period where like, it started, I could feel it in my room, and this was now happening every single night. So I was going to work completely fatigued because I wasn't sleeping at all at night, you know, and getting a couple of hours sleep because I am... Um, basically be awake, wide awake, you know, from midnight or something, you know, through till the sunrise. And being in the army, when sunrise, you know, you, you get up early, you're off doing PT, you know, 6.15 in the morning sort of thing. So it wasn't much time for me to sleep. Um, anyway, I decided, right, I've got to stand up to this thing. I've got to, you know, be strong. And I fell into my room um, and I... 
use all the energy and all the strength and stuff I had in me to break, you know, this being pinned to the bed sort of feeling. And there was this black figure at the end of my bed, um, which is this big, big shape, um, like it didn't notice any features or anything like that. It was just this big sort of black mass. And I jumped up to, um, to kick it and do this big roundhouse kick. And um, of course, there's not actually anything there. And my foot goes through it. And then I ended up smashing louver, louvers in my window. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, anyway, that morning, I, I, you know, as soon as I'm up, um, don't, you know, gone and done the PT for the morning, PT physical training. Um, gone back, had a shower, got dressed, and then I uh, called my mate who had had all the experiences with me previously. And I'm like, hey, dude, guess what happened to me last night? And then he's gone, nah, man, guess what happened to me last night? So he tells me that he, he's in Townsville on down, and he thought that he, um, he thought that like all the guys in his, his barracks, you know, must have been out and having beers all night and having a bit of a party. And they'd come back and break into his room and flicked him out of his bed. And, that's what he initially thought, but then he went and checked after he was flipped out of his bed with his mattress on top of him. He goes and checks his door, and his door was locked from the inside, so there's no way anyone could get in. So we both had these crazy experience over the same night on two separate parts of the country, and um, later on after that, yeah, we find out. Uh, I found out uh, someone rang me, or one of my mates told me that, hey, guess what? Um, the army burnt down Oxley House. They got rid of it. Yeah, and it turned out it looked like it was that night. It was like this last, like it gave us this last big, you know, hurrah <laughs> of psychic energy or something like that. I don't know, it was, it was bizarre. Um, and so that was sort of, yeah, like the last sort of big physical sort of thing. Um, but from there, I saw an ad on TV and said there was a psychic experiment here. And, you know, I'd, oh, I've got nothing to lose. So I, uh, I walk into this psychic expo that weekend and there's different people um, at their little booth and I walk up to this lady because she sort of made eye contact with me as I walked in and, um, and yeah, she tells me that as I walked in, um, she saw then behind me a uh, Maori warrior and then behind that this big black dark entity. And it was like the warrior was standing between me and it and was sort of like protecting me from that. And I mean, as you can hear from my voice, I don't have a big Kiwi accent or anything like that, but my, my heritage is um, on my other side is Maori. Um, so that was uh, you know, interesting. You know, she'd, she'd, put to an, she'd put that together without sort of anything jumping out to say, hey, I'm, I'm a Kiwi, um, sort of thing like that. So that sort of gave me a bit more belief in her her powers and her, her sort of ability. Um, and, yeah, she said, yeah, look, there's this, this entity and it just, it just follows you around. And she started sort of telling me um, story, you know, telling me or information sort of about it. You know, this, this thing's very old, it's very sort of evil, it's brooding and, and um, really, really hates you. Um, but you are protected. Um, and, yeah, basically I've got to acknowledge my protection um, and sort of, you know, build strength off that. And that then sent me down the path of finding out more about my 
ancestry um, and, and my sort of family's background. Um, and now it's resulted in me having a uh, tunnel crew that you know, covers my right pectoral and then down my uh, right arm, um, sort of as acknowledgement to my past or my bloodlines, I suppose, and and, uh, um, and sort of the protection it sort of gives me. So sort of, yeah, I started becoming stronger and stronger from that, um, and that sort of ended up, I was then not visited as often sort of by the ox monster, as, as we call it. Um, and, yeah, we, I would continually hear, you know, bumps in the night, sort of things like that, but I wasn't getting that, that pinning to the bed anymore. Um, I wasn't having that insane feeling of dread or it, it would come on, but then I'd be able to go, okay, here we go, and just stand there and, and sort of, um, you know, tell it, look, I'm not afraid of you anymore. You know, you don't have power over me anymore, um, you know, and, and, and tell it to leave. Um, and on the same side of, even though in that Maori side of me, I also um, became, I suppose, a bit more stronger with my uh, Catholic faith um, and would just, you know, just start repeating the Lord's Prayer. And then, you know, after half an hour or an hour of feeling it sort of come, I'd be, it, it would then, then leave and, you know, the, the room or room I'd be in or whatever would then have a feeling of sort of calmness come back over it. So, it, you know, I just couldn't, you know, you see movies and stuff, you know, they, they say that, you know, the exorcisms and all that sort of stuff and they do, do those rites and rituals and that sort of stuff. But, yeah, the, the Lord's Prayer then gave me a real lot of sort of power and I was able to tell it no. And after doing that and doing that and doing that, and we're talking now like, you know, a, a, one, two, three years sort of period, then eventually it just sort of stopped. But it would um, it would come in waves and then I wouldn't have anything for a month or two or three and then it would come back for a little while sort of thing and I'd just have to really sort of stand my ground um, and tell it I'm not scared of it. So this thing attached itself to you for that long? Yeah, yeah. So... um. Whenever it's really good that I'm able to tell this story now because I'm not getting uh, goosebumps all over me. But um, whenever I used to like tell this story to people, I would be covered in goosebumps. You'd feel it, and the people I was telling the story would like be like, "Oh man, oh I've got cold shivers everywhere," sort of thing. Like it really, like people could feel feel it. Like it still had um, quite a lot of, I suppose, just speaking about it at the time used to, I think, used to sort of give it power. Um, so yeah, it took me a long time to sort of feel comfortable enough to say to do something like I'm doing with you now, um, you know, because 10 years ago or something, there's no way I'd be able to like, you know, sort of publicly tell this story um, because I'd still, oh, you know, is he going to come back? <laughs> do you ever get that worry that it, it will come back? Because, you know, this thing, it not only followed you, but it, it followed your friend almost on completely different sides of the country. Yeah, so my mate actually, when I told him that I was doing this, he's like, oh, dude, nah, nah, you shouldn't do that. Bloody Ox Monster's going to be really pissed off at you. <laughs> um, but no, nah, look, I feel strong enough now and um, that I, like, it, it can't come in, it can't come into my house. It can't come around me or my family. Um, I think we're, we're pretty strong and we sort of believe, you know, 
I've matured as a sort of person. Like I can, I, I have that power to be able to tell it no, and it has to, it has to obey me. Like it can't um, give me that fear and have that hold over me that it did when I, you know, was a late teenager, young, young twenty year old type type guy. Um, and one thing I did notice, like, um, is once I got married, so as of my life days. Once I became more successful in life and more grounded, um, it had less and less and less power. And then once um, once I actually went through the uh, sacrament of marriage, um, like it really it just stopped then, um, and it um, sort of had couldn't couldn't get me. Um, but leading up to that. Um, I started having like a, it started coming back, and I went through a stage for about probably two or three months where like um, and my wife and I were just sort of living together, where I could feel it like come to our house, um, and I'd have to like you know, and obviously I'd told her about the sort of story, and I'd be like, oh, he's here, I can feel it, and then I'd have to just like just sort of stand around and sort of just tell it no you are not welcome you cannot come in here and just yeah say Lord's Prayer until it went um, and strangely enough I met this guy um, it was really weird we were, we were talking about um, I don't know if you remember that TV show Most Haunted oh yeah yeah um, of course yeah yeah we're talking about that and from that I ended up telling the Ox Monster story of this guy and then he was telling me, oh, my wife's, a, my wife's a psychic. And I'm like, oh, okay, yep, cool. And, and and we ended up, you know, sort of having, because obviously his wife sort of being psychic, he was, you know, interested and, like, open to talking about supernatural type stuff. Um, and he said, oh, you'll have to come and meet her. And so I went out and uh, I went to, to meet her um, and him. Um, I went to their house. Um, and it's really weird because... Um, when I got there, his wife, so this is sort of a sidetrack thing, but it kind of does tie in. Um, his wife's like, oh, I last night I had a gentleman standing out the front of the door. You know, he stood stood there on the uh, doorstep for a couple of hours and she described him to a T and it was my grandfather, um, 100% to a T. Um, and anyway, it ends up each time I'd come to see them, she'd know I was going to come the day before because... My grandfather would turn up there. Um, yeah, that's sort of a bit of side side note. But she ends up um, telling me about the ox monster and telling me what it is. And she did a drawing of the Maori warrior. Um, so I hadn't sort of told her those, those sorts of bits. She did a drawing of the Maori warrior, um, and his like facial expressions and stuff like that looked heaps like one of my uncles, um, which was pretty crazy and then she explained yeah he stands between you and, and, and the black mass and then yeah, she explained the ox monster is a black mass but then decided telling me this backstory of him and and what he'd um sort of why he was where he was and what he was so it turns out he's like from, from this lady that um he was a really nasty individual in the um 1800s or something and he used to get um paid by the i suppose back then you know the the army police type thing to to go out and um, you know kill or hunt um, Aboriginal people, um, keep them away from the settlements and stuff like that. Um, just 
unfortunately we do have a very dark sort of history and especially in a place like Tasmania um, where, where this sort of stuff had happened um, and that's sort of what this person was when they were a person and they, um, they she described these horrible things he'd, he'd do to people and, and do to animals and sort of stuff like that and so he died as a very dark evil sort of person and then just sort of stayed in that area just basically brooding and anger and hate and darkness and just sort of, I suppose, just sitting there and then um, I suppose me and my mates sort of went in there and just stirred up all hell and I uh, really, really pissed, pissed it off. I have to ask, like, does your mate still get affected by this, by this entity by any chance? And now a quick word from our sponsor. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Um, I don't think like in the physical sort of way, like that incident where he got thrown out of the bed and I went to kick it sort of thing. Um, but he has had, I think like, yeah, he, he has gone through those periods where you can feel it sort of affect, um, turning up or trying to come to your house or into your house sort of thing. Um, so like, I think that went on for quite a few years as well with him, um, he was always, I think from the get-go, he was more stand your ground against it sort of thing, whereas I was very, very petrified and, you know, just in complete fear of it. So I think it affected us both in sort of different ways, um, but now we sort of, you know, both are in that sort of position where we've sort of been able to be stronger stronger than it and to sort of tell it no. Um but yeah, like I yeah had had he had had like lots of things happen to him throughout his life, but more like um, I suppose just that, that feeling of knowing it's around, um, and then obviously he had that physical reaction which we talked to uh, talked about in the last episode where he was telling a priest about what happened and then could see that you know the hand marks around his throat and stuff like that, um, and he actually ended up coming and living with me up in Darwin um, a few years ago now. But, like, yeah, we've sat there together and, you know, been having a couple of beers and talking about it and sort of, you know, we're able to sort of joke about it, um, whereas, you know, a little bit, a few years before that, there's you know, we wouldn't be able to joke about it. It was um, very much, you know, very raw and real to us. Um, but, yeah, I think both of us, as we sort of got older, sort of became stronger um, and we're basically, you know, able to 
control it by just not giving in to the fear of it. I mean, it definitely seems to have sort of fed off or got powerful from our fear. Yeah, it's... I don't want to say it was like feeding on a on a weak point in your in your life, but it, it seemed to be able to, to attach itself to I don't know a, a certain set of circumstances or I guess a, a situation that maybe wasn't fulfilled in your life. I suppose when you look at like you know this stuff sort of all really happened around you know that when you know I'm eighteen nineteen sort of through to my you know early sort of mid tw- mid 20s sort of thing and at the time you think you're all growing up and think you know everything but you don't um and you know take taking me quite a while sort of to i suppose uh, acknowledge that it was real um but then once you do that it's like oh if this is real that's really scary but then actually realize hey i can actually i am powerful i can I can tell it no. I can, I can make it so it doesn't control my life. But for you know, for quite a while, yeah, I just sort of it just wanted to keep me scared, um, and it really took a lot of I suppose soul searching and stuff like to to work out how to deal with it because um, you know it's normally it's something you can't really normally talk about, um, and sort of then realize okay, well. I'm going to have to, if I want this out of my life, I'm going to have to do something about it. And that meant sort of really standing, one standing up to it at first, you know, being too scared to stand up to it because you don't want to make it more angry. And then um, realizing, okay, well, I have to stand up to it. And then, yeah, I've got to keep myself sort of strong um, and, you know, really, you know, I'm the only one that's going to be able to stop this. What was your reaction when you went to that psychic expo and the the psychic told you there's a dark entity following you that hates you? That's that's yeah. pretty personal. Um, yeah, it was. Um, but at the same time, it was kind of it was good as in it was kind of like confirmation, as in like, hey, I'm not just nuts, <laughs> you know. Like I'm not imagining all this. Like there is something really that is there, um, and then. I suppose at the same time, it made me realise, okay, well, you you did actually know this yourself. So, you know, if you can know that, then, you know, there must be, you can can do something about it sort of thing. And um, I suppose when she told me about the Maori warrior um, sort of protecting me from it, that gave me a really good sense, a strong sense of, um, su- I suppose, kind of support, <laughs> um, you know, and gave me me strength um, to sort of go, okay, well, yes, I am going to fix this myself, but at the same time, I'm not doing it by myself. You know, there's, there's obviously someone looking out for me um, and, you know, they're obviously pretty powerful if they're, they're here. Um, so, you know, sort of made me feel like, oh, hey, this isn't just me against like the deep, dark evil. I've got some sort of good, you know, something positive or something that's not negative, that, that's going that, to, that's here to help me. What do you think it was that, that helped you? Because you, you kind of said that you, you know, you looked more into, into your faith and, um, and, and not just your own faith, like multiple faiths. And do you think that was something that helped you in this situation? Do you think asking for that external help was something that helped you here? 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. It, it gave me something to sort of uh, look to. It gave me something to um, make you feel like you, you're not on doing it by yourself. Um, and then basically make, made, my, made me learn more about my actual self. Um, you know, the things like I, I knew what were there, but I didn't really know much about them. And being a young guy, you know, I wasn't that sort of interested. You know, I was more interested in girls and, you know, going night clubbing and stuff like that at the time. But this actually made me have a bit more of a uh, in-depth look at, at myself and even, you know, at the world in the whole. Um, and I believe, you know, that helped make me a better person. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is something that is a paradigm changing event and to be so young to, to kind of have to go through that on your own, you know, that's a, that's a pretty scary thing. Yeah. I suppose like, um, you know, all your normal support network, um, isn't, isn't around you. You know, my, my family's all on the other side of the country. Um, it's really just me and, um, yeah, the guy's, that I'm with, you know, even if they are my really good mates sort of thing, it's that it's something that's like, um, it's almost taboo, you know, especially in like a job like the military, you know, like to talk about that stuff, you know, that's just all wishy-washy hippie fairy crap. Like, you know, tough guys don't, don't talk about that sort of stuff. So you sort of, yeah, you had to really sort of internalize it. Um, and I suppose at the time, especially, you know, when I'm, living in the barrack you know, barracks room sort of by myself going through all that like um and then just not actually having anyone I could sort of just straight out level with um and bounce ideas off like it really made me uh learn to yeah look at look at myself and um you know sort of you know I suppose more resilient and um sort of have more faith in my in my own ability how did your partner react to you talking to her about this type of thing and I guess then her having to, you know, potentially live with this in her life? Yeah, so it was definitely wasn't uh, one of the first things that you, know, you, you tell someone <laughs> about when you're, when you're uh, trying to court them. Um, but well, I think, you know, we both used to, like, we are sort of, you know, you know, on Saturdays we'd have our sort of Saturday date night and we'd watch all those sort of, um, you know, Most Haunted and Derek and Corey. I think I used to have it on the Fox show. I used to have the Psychic Saturday. So she she was open to She wasn't, like, really into that stuff, but she was open to it. And uh, I suppose sooner or later, you know, I started telling her that, that story and, you know, a couple of my other ones and she didn't shoot me down and she's still been... Uh, Still been married to me for the last 14 years. <laughs> so it didn't scare her off too much. But um, I think at first it was just, oh, okay, that's a cool story, I guess. And then once things sort of started, you know, happening around our house and the fact like we would be there and she could feel it, like she, she didn't see it or anything like that, but she could feel what I was, had told her about. And then I'd be like, yeah, I think he's here. And she would be able to, she would feel it as well. So that was, um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was, I'm sorry that she had, she had to experience that, but um, I guess at the same time was kind of nice. It was like, oh, at least now I'm not doing it by myself. It would be something that would be 
so difficult to kind of get on board with. And I would imagine she would feel quite helpless in the whole situation too. Like she would, she would really only be emotional support like this. There's, it's not a problem that she could fix or, or anything like that. I, I, I would imagine it's, it's quite a, quite a interesting situation to be in as a partner. Yeah, no, she definitely, um, yeah, she definitely could feel it and stuff like that. And then we started changing stuff like, you know, how sort of like, okay, well, you know, when, when you're sort of younger and stuff, you, you know, you watch, you watch scary movies together, you know, on the couch, you know, horror movies and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, well, we sort of started like, oh, we, we don't watch horror movies anymore, you know, stuff like that. You know, trying to keep sort of negative stuff. Sorry. Excuse me for a second. <clears throat> Um, yeah, we tried to sort of keep our negative stuff sort of out of the house like that. Um, so, and I think the one that came up with the idea about, oh, it's not watch horror movies, you know, they're not good. Um, so, you know, that, that sort of happened. I remember someone gave me a book, um, not like a super dark evil, it was just like a, it was a novel, but it was, um, I have no idea because I've never read it stuff like that. I just read books about war. Um, but I got given this book and I was reading it and then, um, yeah, she's just like, I don't want you to have this book in the house, Get you know, and I had to go leave it outside and then go take it back because um, she's just like, she could feel the energy of that book was attracting the ox monsters to come back. Um, so I think she, she actually tweaked to stuff like that like a little bit quicker than I did it's it's really good to get almost that that third party or that third person point of view when it comes to to situations like this because being so attached to it for for so long you you would almost go into most situations with blinders on I would imagine yeah like even though like you know going through this and telling this story like and, you know, to some people listening to this, they're like, whoa, you know, that's crazy. How could you, you know, put up with that or whatever? But you kind of actually become numb to it a bit. And it's it just almost like, to a degree, it happened so much that it actually just became part of normal life. You know, like, oh, he's here again. Okay, great. Now I'm going to have to stand my ground. Going to have to command it to leave. You know, going to say my Lord's prayer until it stops, until I can't feel it around anymore. And like, even though that it, at the time you are scared, um, at the same time you're kind of like, oh, okay, here we go again. And yeah, I think I'd almost sort of become blasé to it. Whereas for her, it was still kind of quite new. You know, feel, having those feelings of dread and stuff, um, and yeah, so she, I think she was a bit more in tune, and because um, she was experiencing it, she she, she was, it was um, like more noticeable to her than me. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it 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 definitely does. So, do you ever worry that the the ox monster will return? No, um, I definitely I don't now. Maybe like the last couple of years, I haven't, but. Because enough time has passed, and like I can really put the line in the sand was the day we went through and, and had a proper had a Catholic wedding in a Catholic church, 
and and took the sacrament of marriage, it's like it stopped. Um, and, you know, I was always wondering, you know, will it come back sort of thing? Um, but it hasn't. And I can really put the line in the sand as, like, just before that is the last time I fully, you know, experienced it at my home and stuff like that. I think, um, you know, I've definitely come across some evil things later on that I don't think are related to the ox monster as such. Um, but, yeah, so nothing's sort of been able to sort of penetrate my home and my family since then. Yeah, and I think I think mindset is a really strong contributor to how much of the, the paranormal really can affect you. And, yeah. you know, from, from talking to you, you know, it seems to me quite obvious that you, you have a good hold over your, your situation, which I think a lot of people would love to be able to be in that position because there's people who experience this stuff and are just completely helpless. They can't do anything about it. Oh, man, look, that, that's, that's 100% how I was. Definitely, like, I so I can completely emphasize, oh, sorry, emphasize and understand how people feel um, in that those sorts of situations. Um, but yeah, I just I got to the stage where I was like, I'm the only one that can help me, stuff, you know, stop this. And um, yeah, it, it didn't, you know, it didn't just happen overnight. I couldn't just stop it like that. It, it took it took time. It took you know, soul searching. It, it you know, it took. Um, really, yeah, you know, facing I suppose facing my fear, um, and yeah, since once I did that, then I was able to start getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So now tonight, if I felt it come to my home, I would be able. I reckon I'd be able to have it out and gone. You know, after five minutes. Whereas, you know, if you, you know, a decade ago or something, you know, could might have taken me, you know, two or three hours type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think this whole situation has made you more equipped for for life in general? Yeah, so after the army, I became a police officer. Um, and being a cop, um, you meet lots and lots of people. You deal with death in all of its different sort of forms and stuff like that. And I can say that, you know, probably half a dozen or a dozen times I've come across people that are like not just bad but actually have sort of evil in them and it would be so noticeable that um like say there's there's two cops and we're dealing with the, the one bad guy um they'll just zero in on me and like you can just see they just hate me straight away even if I haven't said a word and it's like just it's like we just look at each other and we just got like this knowing mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, dude, you know, I'm sort of like looking at him, sort of giving him like, yeah, I can see you too. And, you know, they're sort of looking at me going, I can see you sort of thing. Right. And not just in the, uh, I hate cops type thing. It's like, you know, you can see this burning sort of resentment and anger. Um, and I think because of what I'd sort of dealt with, it made me sort of be able to sort of stand my ground with those sorts of people or what's attached to them. And then sort of keep it away from following me home, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense to me because it's kind of like you now have this untold 
connection to to that world and whenever you encounter it your your sixth sense will just kick in and you will be so so ready for whatever that situation may arise it's you you have this unfair advantage basically yeah yeah to yeah definitely yeah to to a degree um and I suppose it made uh it's made you know life a lot easier being able to sort of read people um and then you know something that yeah about yeah, and stuff like that like actually being able to really trust my my gut instinct and and know that it will actually help sort of guide me through sort of situations so you know it's the hundreds and hundreds of times sort of thing but uh, yeah sort of a bit easier to to deal with some of the nasty stuff you sort of see um and at the same time you, you get to see the goodness the real goodness out of people um and sort of really build on that so you don't just dwell on the darkness your your tale it's i feel like it's just so powerful and the the way that you've evolved throughout the the entire experience that you've had throughout your whole life i think it shows so much of your character and 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 it just shows the bravery that you you've had to have in each of these situations and the those real proactive steps that you took to basically better yourself and better the the situation from almost the get-go um well thanks very much mate it's very kind of you but um yeah, look, I definitely started it all as a scared little boy. Um, you know, I was I was just so petrified. Um, and I suppose, yeah, it did sort of help mould me into, I suppose, who, who I am today. Um, definitely, you know, definitely not without my flaws and stuff like that. But um, it, it's, I think it's definitely helped to make me sort of stronger and more resilient um, and um, even you know, a bit more understanding, maybe and compassionate with people and understanding what people sort of do go through. Because I think, uh, you know, I think there's probably a lot of people that have incidents like that, you know, that do just sort of suffer in silence. And, you know, I hope maybe getting this story out there, uh, even though I'm sure hopefully no one else has really had to meet the ox monster, um, you know, people who've had something sort of similar, hopefully it can give them a bit of hope and maybe get them to start looking in at what they can do um, and build their strength. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.